Portions of this episode contain information that may be triggering to some, and some content may not be appropriate for small children. We discuss stories of people who have experienced torture and thoughts of self-harm. If you or anyone you know is experiencing thoughts of self-harm, please contact the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline by dialing 988 or text 741-741. Know that you are not alone. At Soul Filler Diaries, we are always here to listen, but we are not licensed therapists. Remember, you are seen, valued, and loved. Soul Filler Diaries is here to meet you wherever you are on your life path. Life is like a mountain trail with ups and downs, twists and turns. It is most fulfilling when you follow the path best suited for you and find the beauty along the way. We hope to be relatable, inspiring, and leave you with healthier minds, bodies, and wallets. Join me in conversations with guests that intend to fill our souls and help us all along our path to living an abundant life. Thank you for tuning in today to Soul Filler Diaries. Today, I am lucky enough to be joined by Dee Gautier. Thank you so much for being here, Dee. You're welcome, Brandy. Dee has a nonprofit called Yes Together Foundation. But if you could see her or be close to her, you would just see that there is just this energy that exudes that is full of love and gratitude. And she's just so great to be around. If you see her around town, after this, you'll you'll know what I mean. So, so excited to have you here today, Dee. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank yeah. you. It is an honor to be here, Aww. Brandy. So we usually start out talking just a little bit about who you are and what you do. So if you want to talk a little bit about the Yes Together Foundation and some of the other activities that, that you do in our community. Okay. Thank you. I am French-Canadian. I come from a small village about an hour from Montreal. I was raised by two white parents. They adopted me when I was four years old. They were farmers, amazing parents, all about love and gratitude and being of service for others. Mm -hmm. And I had uh, beautiful experiences with them. And at the age of nine, I had a vision to provide a platform for youth so they live to their highest potential through wow. art, movement, and nature based on the experiences that I had on the farm because my parents were really close to the animals, respectful, mm-hmm. close to Mother Earth. We had three big gardens and they would harvest food and can and put in the freezer, make juice or whatever mm-hmm. and, and share with family and neighbors and friends. And my experiences on the farm with the animals, I raised a cow when I was Mm -hmm. um, 10 years old. The cow was like a horse. So Mm -hmm. I I would call the the cow among 40 other cows and she would come and uh, we had this close closeness together. Mm -hmm. And uh, ducks, chicken and cats and dogs. And that dreams grew because I would see that kids were feeling concerns, lacking connection with animals and and time outside in nature. And at a very young age, I was feeling the connection with trees. I hugged trees a lot Mm -hmm. and leaned against trees and and was feeling the energy with the trees. And 
I brought my friends um, to the farm so they could experience that. And I realized that uh, with just simplicity, it is possible to open the mind, open the mm-hmm. heart and shift the perspective. And that dream grew as I got older. And five years ago, I talked to um, a very good friend of mine when I was traveling to Los Angeles to go work. So I moved here and I would go to Los Angeles and uh, train and coach people there. Okay. And that friend said, I am in with that vision. And if this vision stay anchored in love, I know that we will have an abundance of prosperity in all spheres of yeah. our lives for the greatest good of all. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, this vision is all about love. And uh, so that's how it came to start Yes Together Foundation. And I always been kind of feeling a connection with the word yes. Mm -hmm. And one time I was feeling um, discouraged and I, I said, oh, that would be so nice to have a sign or messages that this dream is meant to be because this dream is about making other people and youth dreams come true. And I went to an art festival in Everett and uh, I see somebody selling um, some artwork and it was an iron heart. In the middle of it, it was written, yes. Mm -hmm. So I asked the person that was selling um, the art and I said, how much that is? He said, Mm -hmm. it's $20. And he said, do you want it? I said, I would like. Yes, thank you. Yeah. And he said, out of the word yes, many opportunities are born. Mm. So I said, this is the sign. Yes. So yes. And now we are recently recognized as a 501c3. Awesome. Great. Thank you. I've seen you at the farmer's markets. And you do activities all around Snohomish County or mostly in Snohomish, like Stevens? Yes. We also collaborate with Farmer Frog Mm -hmm. in Snohomish. Okay. And the Pond Beyond and Granite Falls. Okay. We do have some enrichment classes with them. Okay. For the kids. Great. And outside of the Yes Together Foundation, you also do, I mean, kind of touched on it a little bit, your training. So... Your background really is in physical health as well and training people. And you teach a class locally at different locations, correct? You want to tell us more about that? Yes, I teach a group exercise class outside, Mm -hmm. which I love. Mm -hmm. Um, And also I do uh, home training, private sessions. Okay. And uh, I um, facilitate free form or ecstatic dance. I love that. Love that. I'm just picturing like the music. I need to go to a class. I've wanted to for a while. Where are you doing those classes at now? At the moment, the uh, ecstatic dance is Mm -hmm. in Bothell. Okay. At Zen Heart Center on Friday night at 7 p.m. Okay. So Friday night, Zen Heart Center in Bothell. And I I had mentioned I had some really cool experiences with the freeform dance Mm. before. Again, it's an opening of the heart, of the soul, of the, right? It's being in a space that opens that up similar to being in nature or in that space of gratitude. Let's talk a little bit about the gratitude piece, because I think that's something, you know, when you first came in this morning, I was saying you just really exude radical acceptance, right? And love and gratitude. And I feel like that's something that if we all could focus on more, we would find more peace and happiness in our 
daily lives, right? So how did you get to this place of radical acceptance and love? Well, thank you for asking. I, it's because of my parents. Mm -hmm. When they adopted me, they already had three kids. Mm -hmm. And I was the only kid of color Mm -hmm. among other towns and thousands of people. Mm -hmm. So right when I came into the family, they invited me to focus on love mm-hmm. as whatever I do, uh, if I swept the floor, working in the garden, working on the farm, to focus on love and gratitude. And they reminded me that we never know, it could be any time the last breath. So gratitude is big. And that helps you like really stay in that current moment, right? You're not, yes. you're not being pulled into past traumas or past things or pulled to the future and stressing about what's coming. You're really like just living in this moment. They were people of being present mm-hmm. in the now. Mm-hmm. And the only way for them to be present in the now was with love, mm-hmm. having love for yourself. Mm-hmm. And if yesterday something happened, turning the page and doing the best in the present moment right. and always doing the best for others. Mm-hmm. And they reminded me that love is integrity Mm -hmm. and integrity is love. So if I was doing something and nobody is there, always acting from love, from a Mm -hmm. place of integrity. And they said that it's a beautiful way to feel fulfilled this way. And inevitably, gratitude is there, is in your heart. Yeah. Wow. So When you look back, you know, on your life and some of the struggles you've been through to get to where you are today, what do you think some of the biggest obstacles that you've had to get to this place you're at right Mm -hmm. here, right now in Snohomish Mm -hmm. with this nonprofit? Mm. One uh, obstacle was when I realized that I was a different color. Well, actually, I knew that my skin was different, but I saw everyone kind of the same. Mm -hmm. I saw people from my heart. Mm -hmm. So I got picked on a little bit. And then um, I came home one day and I said to my mom, um, what does the N word mean? She said, why do you want to know that? And I said, because little boys are saying the word. She said, just breathe and let it be and smile. Just let it be. And then I go back to school and a couple of weeks later, there's more boys that is calling me that. Mm-hmm. And I tell my mom, what does that mean? So she told me and she said, let it be. They have no idea. It may come from the television. Mm-hmm. It come from their parents. They never mean mm-hmm. to hurt you. Just let it be. And very little that I knew, those experiences serve the greatest good of all. Mm-hmm. Because of my parents that never made a big deal with situation like that. Mm-hmm. I have a friend in Seattle that is a psychologist that called me on a Friday night to go to her house because a daughter a couple years ago was singing a song with friends and that was recorded. And as she was singing the song, she said the N-word. So somebody at her school got a hold of that mm-hmm. video and bullied her. And then it got into 
the school and the, she got kicked out of the school. Mm-hmm. So my friend called me to go to her house. I dropped everything and I went. And a daughter, young teenager, wanted to, to leave Earth. She, she mm-hmm. wanted to um, no longer be here and was depressed and sad. So we sat down and then we went for a walk and I shared with her my experience. And I said, everything has an intention. Mm -hmm. That girl that turned that experience against you and posted on social media and went to the director of your school and now you got kicked out. She had an intention and we, we have a responsibility to feel the love Mm -hmm. for those people that hurt us or Mm -hmm. appear to hurt us. It is challenging to think that and it's challenging to do that. It is the best way. And one day you will embrace the gift in that. And I share from my heart that experience that it never do any good to turn against those people. We really have a responsibility to feel the love for them. And no matter the people, the people of color, no matter the culture, no matter the beliefs, the philosophy, we get to come to a place that we feel the love within us, then we feel the love for others just because. Right. And often I say, just because. (laughs) (laughs) And just because, right. And how healing, obviously, like this has hit a nerve with me, right? Like, Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I I had um, I have tears when I share this story because um, it brings yeah. me back to a pain. Right. And you just when I'm listening, like you just hear like a lot of time the people that are causing the pain too, they're in pain. They're broken. Right. And if the world could just like help seal yes. more of that brokenness with love, right? Like it would just be a better place to be all the way yeah. around. Yeah. My parents shared many times that everything that happened to us happened for the greatest good of all. And at a young age, I sometimes felt it and sometimes no. As a teenager, yes. As a young adult and an adult. And sometimes I forget because things happen. Right. As we remind ourselves, everything happened for the highest good of all. It becomes the truth. It, It is my truth. Even if sometimes it is challenging for me to see the gift in that. Right. And what all the opportunities to integrate. And the opportunity is always to integrate love. Right. I feel that we never learn love. We integrate love. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we are doing until our last breath. Right. Is never ending. And I share with the daughter of my friend that is really about love. Mm -hmm. I asked when she was singing that song, what was her intention? Because everything is back to intention. Right. What was your intention? Joy. Joy is love. Mm -hmm. So let it be. Right. Let it be. Because you will experience gift among that experience as much as it is feeling painful now. It is certain that you will experience many gifts and it's about love because when you were singing, that was joy in being playful and somebody found that video and turned it in a a different way. So it is precious that you continue to feel the love for you and 
you make an effort to feel the love for her and all the others that kind of turn it against. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks after, my friend called me and shared that she made a video, The Power of Intention. She made a video on the gift and she was back in school and Mm. the kids apologized. Okay. And it turned out to be. Right. And I think... Sometimes the human natural reaction is like a defense mechanism, anger, you know, with that hurt. And so at her young age, being taught that lesson to move past that or to replace it with love. Oh, my gosh, that's going to be so powerful in her life. Right. And if she can share an example that for other people like that is so amazing. Yeah. I like to say um, I talked to Danica with Danica about this, like. Sometimes, you know, when I'm feeling that triggered or, you know, I will put people in a little bubble and lovingly blow them away. (laughs) So that's maybe something I want to ask, you know, because there is that, there's that root of the pain, right? Like it's feeling the love within and feeling the love for others to, to be and in gratitude, it helps to shift that intensity. And then um, you realize that. We are here to have a earthy right. life, a earthy experience, and, and it's okay. And there is so much to feel grateful for. Right. So much. So kind of within that same question is like the, sometimes that pain and hurt, it's like teaching us a lesson, but it can also be showing us maybe the direction we need to go. Or we talk on the podcast about how, you know, things will happen that kind of shift your path. But sometimes those lessons can be lessons that we take and we have love and gratitude for what they're teaching us, but maybe they point us in a different direction or, the, you know, help us change our course, right? Yeah. So you moved from the farm when you were how old? I went to boarding school. Okay. And then uh, after that, I moved away from the farm, living in a, about 15 minutes away from my own town. Okay. Went to school there. And after I moved to California, because I had the dream uh-huh. to live in the United States and to become a professional athlete in the track and field. Awesome. And to also be a sport and fitness trainer. I enjoyed exercising and I enjoyed training people. I was going to a gym and I was helping people with their exercises. Mm -hmm. And then um, I realized I wanted to study and become a fitness and a sport trainer. So I moved to California. I thought that I was really good in English because uh, I learned English in Quebec. Mm-hmm. It's different, the English there. It's like the English in uh, Vermont or in Texas or <laughs> in Alabama. It's all different. <laughs> so I moved to California and it was a little challenging, but it, it was okay. So I went to UCLA and I um, signed up into the program to become a certified personal trainer. And I um, started to join a team to train and compete in track and field. And I realized that I was a little too old for that. I was already 25 years old and uh, they already had started at a younger age and with professional coach. Training as a professional athlete required a lot of time of training, five hours a day, six days a week. And I 
enjoyed studying and training people. So I had to make a choice. Right. And I made the choice to pursue that career. And then uh, I uh, started training a lady. She was also from Canada and she is a psychologist working for the PTV Center. It's mm -hmm. called the Program for Torture Victim in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So those are people that come from all around the world, that uh, their countries are at war. And she would invite me to some of the activities, barbecues with the other staff and some of her patients from the PTV Center. And I got to meet people from all around the world. Mm -hmm. And then um, I asked if I could do volunteer work. So mm -hmm. I started to do volunteer work there to train them because some of those people have been tortured emotionally and physically. So it was precious that they gained their confidence and strength and balance. And I connected with them on a deep level. So I, I got into taking them to medical appointment and they had to take the bus from downtown L.A. to maybe Marina Del Rey, and it would mm -hmm. take three hours because right. the bus stopped everywhere. So I would go and pick them up. And they had very little, so I would take them to eat and yeah. chat with them and develop a friendship. And then um, I had clients that were very wealthy, and those people just arrived in California, and then the, they were giving um, an apartment, and they were on an asylum. Yeah. And then uh, I would see with my client if that would be possible for those people to come in and work there, maybe help them with nanny or gardening mm -hmm. or cleaning house. Mm -hmm. and, and they did oh, um, as they were waiting for their, their paper. Yeah. And then later on, I took them to court to mm -hmm. do the translation. So the clients that I worked with were mostly from Africa and they were speaking their own language mm -hmm. and also speaking French. So we do the translation for their hearing so they could become legal eventually mm -hmm. here in the state. Listening to this experience that you had with these people that had gone through this intense torture, how did that affect you personally? When I volunteered at the PTV Center, the Program for Torture Victim in Los Angeles, it had impacted me in a way of feeling profoundly grateful and humble to witness people that went through tremendous amount of pain, hurt, and torture, and always remaining... Staying in the space. Yeah, always yeah. remaining loving yeah. and gratitude and never complaining. and. As I volunteer for this nonprofit organization, I realize that we live a life filled with abundance, an abundance of prosperity in all spheres of our lives. Right. Witnessing those people feeling grateful with very little after the experiences that they had in their country, it brought a lot of joy to me to see all creative, smart, wise, intelligent, and emotionally intelligent those people are. Right. Really humbling. I got to hear how they live their, their lives right. and what happened in Africa due to political law mm -hmm. or the war, whatever. And when I heard their stories, I realized, oh my goodness, I am so grateful. We have, we have so much to be grateful for. And it humbled me to mm -hmm. work with them and to see the beauty of those people. And it brought me to 
the experiences that I had with my parents about love and gratitude mm-hmm. because I never heard those people complaining. Right. And they were filled with love and gratitude and wanted to do so good in the world. Yeah. Some of them wanted to become lawyers, doctors, nurses, school teacher, and help communities and bring new perspective to others. Oh, great. So great. You know, I'm trying to do my morning gratitude practice and you get to the point where it's like, I don't know that I even realize everything I have to be grateful for. Like the simple, the simplest things that we have that are considered probably luxuries to some people, you know, in other countries or with that are living different experiences, even within our own country. Right. Yeah. And I think that's something I've always like wanted my kids to have that. Right. That's another thing like to share with the kids, like to be able to serve others and see. And that's also like with travel. I feel like travel Mm. is important for that reason, because we can get in our little rut of this is what life looks like. And when you travel and you get outside of our world, right, you really see that it's it's not the same everywhere and there's different perspectives to be seen. Traveling brought you to feel out which experiences did you have or were feeling when you were traveling? Um, So I think I learned a lot about myself. I Mm -hmm. um, first traveled when I was 15 to Australia for a year. And my first experience while I was there was with a family called the Pitts. Mm. And it was, uh, it was a very interesting, shocking kind of transition. I think they didn't want an exchange student. They wanted someone to be like a housemaid. Mm. So within 24 hours of landing in the country, I was scrubbing their bathroom floors, their boys' bathroom floor and hanging up laundry and really helping take care of the house. And then after that moved to a family that I you know, had a great experience with. So I was only a short time in that house, but I think it really opened my eyes to like figuring out who I was and seeing myself mirrored in other people. And when we're talking about the kids doing the art and being able to see little bits inside their soul, right? Like, and who they are, it tells so much about their perspective. We find bits of each other in that, right? So when you travel and you see, it's just like literature or podcasts or music, you find Mm. pieces of yourself in in that. And it helps you see like who you are, who you want to be, what resonates with you. So I think if if anything, you know, sitting on the airplane as a 15-year-old, for, you know, however many hours, I think we're traveling for like 24 hours and these, all these new people that you're building relationships with and seeing different perspectives and like, wow, like it makes you question your belief system, which Mm. I think is really important and who you are. And it sounds like that's what happened to you in that experience, Mm. right? Like you really got a different perspective on your life and who you were and what you've experienced by hearing those other stories. Absolutely. And I think we all need to expose ourselves to more and different and seeing things from a perspective outside of our own. And I think that's where I think a lot of our depression Mm. comes from. We live when we spend too much time in our own heads and not giving out in our communities and having other experiences and saying yes to new experiences, new opportunities. Um, we talk a little bit, we've talked a little bit on the podcast of, of, you know, that journey. I've talked about this a couple of times, but you wouldn't have those experiences, those interactions with people if you're not out there showing up, mm-hmm. saying yes, 
That doesn't mean you have to say yes to everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes to your heart. Yes to your heart. Oh, thank you. Yes, that's perfect. Oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. I think so much of the work that you do kind of goes along with the vision of what we wanted to be sharing with people yeah. in this podcast, which is healthy minds, bodies, spirits, you know, like wallets, you know, like all around, like being whole and healthy, not just physically, but mentally, spiritually, and financially. I believe in abundance. So I do believe that if you are following your heart and living in love and gratitude and being your true self, that the abundance will follow. I think that goes along a lot to what we've talked about is in that journey as you're finding your journey and the opportunities that arise, like with your friend in California coming together at the Yes Together Foundation, the opportunities that arise because you are just living your true authentic self. I just can almost feel it, the openness, right? Like I know when I'm feeling closed up and not open to that human connection and when I am and it's like, Ah, right. The flowing of energy and love is is so powerful. And I think I love right connecting with other humans and hearing their stories and feeling that energy. So it's a good reminder to check ourselves, right? Yeah. And where are we at in this moment? How can we get there with gratitude yeah. and breath work? So We've talked a little bit about some of that, you know, like use the breath work, which I think is so important. I, meditation, I do a lot of meditation and then, you know, try to do the morning gratitude practice and start the day that way. And then nature, love to get out in nature and hike and the movement, the body movement. We've talked about that. We haven't talked a lot about the art piece. So I recently got back into like writing poetry and that's where I felt like I am not good at it, but it's like how I want to express creatively. So with these kids, when they come in, what different types of art and expression of art experiences do these kids get to experience, you know, have with the Yes Together Foundation? So many. So many. <laughs> with music, mm -hmm. dancing. Mm -hmm. We had recently a photography mm -hmm. class. The photographer that put together the class, her intention was for the kids to see the world yeah. through the lens and the shots that they take, they never try to do it perfect. Right. And it's always perfect, in fact. Right. Imperfectly perfect. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Another form of art is uh, being outdoor and um, building little houses, uh -huh. a little village with what is in the nature with sticks, right. branches, leaves, rocks. Moss. That's another form of art. It's funny because I see art as, you know, it's a way that you can see how they see the world, but also it gives so much insight into the soul of that person. Yes. So it's like it, it's this going both ways, right? Like flow. Yes. <laughs> and I think it's such an important thing, you know, for kids to learn to express and that there's so much that of the trauma or the things that the kids have had to go through a lot of anxieties these last couple of years. And I think that's such a great way to, they don't even realize they're doing it, right? That they're putting mm -hmm. all that into their art. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And their own ways. Yeah. Do you see a lot of kids come in that, that you see because of the technology, because of the anxiety of the world today that takes some time to 
get to a place where they can really open up. It's different for them. Right. There's good thing in technology and mm-hmm. there's things that you see that affect them. As soon as they are connecting with art, movement and nature, it is obvious that it's easy for them to open up, opening mm-hmm. up their heart. And they remember that that's a safe place to be. It's a right. powerful place. It's a joyful mm-hmm. place to be. It's a loving place to be. It's a simple place to be. Yeah. And it's, I, I feel that it's far from learning. They know it's just a matter of remembering. Right. Yeah. And keeping a balance. And tapping, tapping into that. Yes. And knowing that, you know, the more that they practice, the more that they will remember to go, you know, to, that they can get back to that space. Yes. And as they grow, they get to embrace their mm-hmm. inner child. Mm-hmm. Someday on the podcast, we'll have, I kind of talked a little bit about the Paris connection, you know, like uh, we had an exchange student from Paris and after she left us, went on to the most prestigious art school in Paris. She did a five-year program and now she does mostly photography all around, you know, and shows all around Europe. But when I think of her, I just think of just similar to you, like she's just so open, you know, there's just love, so much love flowing there. So we'll have her come, come on and talk at some point as well. But Mm. I just think when you live in a place of openness or in that art sphere, right, you're in this, you have an open heart, you have, right, because you're just letting, letting that flow. Anyways, I'm probably not making sense. You can edit this out. <laughs> but I don't know if you know what I'm saying. Like the, yes, it really like, and I know you see it in people yeah, like when yeah, you see, yeah. and I feel like that's, you know, soul filler diaries is really about those people that are living in that space. Because when you spend time with them, you walk away feeling open, whole, connected. So. Yes, that's what that's what this yes. is all about. So where do you see Yes Together Foundation growing from here? What is your vision for the program? Mm, thank you for asking. The vision is, again, to empower youth through art, movement and nature. Mm-hmm. So they live to their highest potential. Intention is to have a land here in Snohomish or nearby. I love Snohomish. Mm-hmm. So that would be a beautiful dream to be here and on the land to um, have mentors that come from a heart center consciousness mm-hmm. and we could have animals and gardens and um, have the kids participate in different enrichment programs. Mm-hmm. I would love to bring elderly people to that dream, that vision because I meet a lot of kids that have no longer their grandparents with them. Yeah. And sometimes the older people or elderly people, their family are really busy. So they left to themselves mm-hmm. um, or they see very little their family and the grandchildren or the kids. And both are filled with so much wisdom, yes. so much to offer yes. to the world, to each other. And being raised by older parents and being around a lot of elderly people when I grew up, I love the idea of bringing them together mm-hmm. and to make a shift in the world, yes. uh, to, to incorporate them in, in our lives. I love that. I love that. I mean, I can picture it. And what a perfect community to have 
that vision, you know, when you've got this land, you've got the agriculture, the farms around us to bring the kids in and even maybe like work, right? Like that, that feeling of like digging in the ground and being grounded, connected and, and feeling the pride in, you know, bringing like, even when you're saying you worked with some of the torture victims, it's like bringing back that self-esteem, that empowerment. I think people feeling empowered through what they've accomplished is, is really powerful, but I cannot wait to see this vision come true. Like it's, I'm Thank like you. very excited Thank you. for this. And I'm actually really glad that other people will be able to hear this and maybe somewhere out there, somebody will have a connection that can help, you know, on the journey to this experience that you want to offer these, these kids. I know I have one sister-in-law she's thought for a long time, she wanted to run an outdoor preschool, Mm. you know, where you get the kids outside and learning and it's, you know, and moving and there's the movement in that, that a lot of times they don't have when they're in the the traditional classroom. So it's just beautiful and something I do believe in. I love to be out in the trees. I mean, I think just Uh, we as humans like can get, you know, we, it's so healing to be out in nature, but I love to be surrounded by the trees. And when my youngest daughter was an infant, she would want to touch all the trees. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. my mom and I would always walk Mm -hmm. her around and touch the trees. And one of my favorite things to do with the babies too, is when it's like a slight breeze is to lay them under a tree and have them watch the leaves go. And I, I still like, Oh, it was a little bit breezy yesterday and just sitting outside and it was peaceful and it was just the leaves, right? Like mm. there's something so peaceful about that. Something soothing about that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And where, so where can listeners go to, you know, learn more about the classes that you're offering? Um, we have a, a website. Mm-hmm. org mm-hmm. or on Facebook. Okay. So yes, togetherfoundation.org to learn more about the classes. Yeah. yeah. And since we're a new nonprofit, then the, the Facebook a little bit is evolving. So yes, no, it's, it's, yes. and it, it takes time, you know, to yes. build the consistency and figure out what you want your yeah. branding to really be, look like, right? Yeah. So yeah, it'll be fun to watch that grow. Thank you. So at the end of every episode, or diary entry, as we like to say, we like to end with a piece of advice for our listeners. So I feel like you have so much that you could offer and share, but if you could, if you could just say, have one thing that you offer up to our listeners, what would that be? Listen to your heart. That's beautiful. And breathe and smile. Breathe and smile. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I, I mean, I think I told you it's like, you can feel when that door closes. And so I, you know, when I feel like I'm not being open. So this, mm. I think this week, my focus will be to breathe. <laughs> Love the one who feels. Yes. Yes. Whatever arises. Yes. Yeah. Feel it. Breathe. And breathe. Yes. <laughs> breathe and smile. <laughs> breathe and smile. <laughs> I love that. Oh, yeah. thank you so much for yeah. being here today. You're welcome. Thank you yes. for this beautiful opportunity. Yes. And listeners, as you, you know, go on about your day and your week, just take time to remember to listen to your heart. Thank you, Dee. And welcome. thank you, Brenda. We will catch you on the next diary entry of Soul Filler Diaries. Take care. 
If you'd like to learn more about the Yes Together Foundation, visit yestogetherfoundation.org. They do have a fundraiser coming up on October 1st at Double Barrel Wine Bar. If you'd like to get involved or learn more, go to the website or send a message to be involved. Have a beautiful day and keep that heart open. Soul Filler Diaries, hosted by Brandy Hecker, produced by Red Trucks.